the College Planning Edge. Multiply your odds of getting into your dream college and get your hands on thousands of dollars of fat, juicy scholarships. Brought to you by Lockwood College Prep, helping college-bound families get the edge in college admissions, financial aid, scholarships, and test prep. Okay, welcome to the College Planning Podcast that we call the College Planning Edge. And my name is Andy Lockwood, LockwoodCollegePrep.com, and this podcast is really all about helping kids, parents, uh, any involved families navigate the treacherous waters of college acceptances, applications, financial aid scholarships, even test prep sometimes. And this is uh, October 9th when I'm recording this, so it's only appropriate to talk about some of the scary, horrible things that go bump in the night related to college uh, admissions and college planning in general. So I wanted to share a couple of horror stories that I just finished um, writing about in our monthly newsletter that we sent to clients, which um, uh, you can actually subscribe to that. I'm going to think about what the what the website is to do that on the fly because I, I can't come up with it right now. So um, in the meantime, I'm going to tell you uh, one of the stories. It has to do with some of the um, really crappy advice that you can get from um, guidance counselors who sponsor these college financial aid nights where the high school usually brings in some kind of um, representative from the financial aid office at, uh, from a local college, and they sit there or they stand up there and they give a presentation on the FAFSA, which is the free application for federal student aid. Um, the problem that Pearl and I see, Pearl's my wife, and uh, she does all the financial aid forms in our in our practice, that uh, the big problem that we see here in Long Island is that many of the parents who attend these college financial aid nights um, have kids who are also applying to not only schools that require the FAFSA, but also colleges that require the CSS profile, which is generally um, private colleges that have their own endowments. There are a few state schools that require that uh, that form also. But my point is that the pre- the person who gives these presentations, and it's not one person, it's usually various reps from various um, local colleges, they are from schools that don't require the CSS profile, so they barely even mention the profile, if at all. So parents generally go home kind of, you know, with helpful, possibly helpful, but incomplete information at best. And usually they're just pretty, you know, pissed off at wasting time from other things, uh, from other, other reasons also. So anyway, that's one sort of um, deficiency. And the, the other thing, though, was very specific. It's really a, a very horribly misleading bit of information that um, one of our clients told Pearl uh, a few days ago. And this, bear in mind, this client attends a private school, a private high school. So they're paying money to get this advice. And the advice went a little bit uh, like this. The the financial aid person who was talking, she was addressing a lot of people who had, who had um, seniors in high school, class of 2020. And she said, in no uncertain terms, that the financial aid forms, the FAFSA, would use the income information from the 2017 tax returns of everybody filing. So the only problem with that is that it's completely wrong. The uh, The tax return in question is 2018 for kids graduating 2020 
because there is a two-year look back for income in terms of what goes on the financial aid forms. Now, it didn't used to be that way. Uh, two years ago, I'm sorry, yeah, two years ago it changed. So three years ago, it would have been only a one-year look back. So if, if we were having this discussion before the rules changed, then the financial aid office and the FAFSA would care about your 2019 returns, which as of today haven't been filed because we're still in the middle of 2019. So we're sort of scratching our heads wondering where the hell did this financial aid officer come, come up with this really bogus information. Um, that's neither here nor there. You have to be really, really uh, hyper aware and skeptical about any information you get from other parents or even sometimes from people that you think should know about this stuff, specifically actual officers at colleges. So this was outrageous and very scary um, that a lot of people probably didn't catch this. And I'm not really sure what the implications are if you um, think that you need to use your 2017 tax returns. So I'm not even sure that you can link those or, or use those somehow when you file a FAFSA because there's a, a way to link the, the FAFSA with the IRS information. It's called the data retrieval tool. That's what we in the biz call the IRS DRT, in case you care. God knows you shouldn't, in case you want, in case you want more acronyms in your life. But um, anyway, uh, that's just one example. Okay, switching, uh, switching gears, here's another horrible example of, of things that can go bump in the night from uh, information that you get through your school. So a couple of weeks ago, I had a um, potential client who lives in our district, she came into the office with her daughter, and she was really frazzled. And the daughter, uh, because a lot of the stress will flow downhill, the daughter was also really, really frazzled and stressed out. And they didn't know where to start. They you know, weren't sure about their college list. Uh, the, the kid had changed majors what, in terms of what she was thinking about majoring in a couple of times, back and forth. Um, you know, They had no idea about paying for college and all this. So we're sitting there talking, kind of talking about our program and how we could help them. And uh, we started talking about the essays. And the daughter says, uh, you know, I did a draft essay in school. Um, they brought it along. Do you want to take a look at it? So I said, sure, I'll take a look at it. And I'm going through it. And uh, I said to, to her, you know what? Um, I think that I'm having a hard time here trying to figure out what the prompt is. That's, a, that's really an issue. And uh, she said, oh, um, it's the prompt about describe a place where you're perfectly content and so on and so forth. Um, my <laughs> reaction was, oh, my God, that prompt hasn't been on the Common Application for three years. So just in case you're new to this, uh, every year the Common Application comes out and gives you a choice of prompts or questions to respond to. You pick one and then you write it. There could be additional writing, too. Most kids have extra writing um, supplemental essays from colleges. But for this, uh, for this episode, we're talking just about this, this one prompt. Um, the English teacher who assigned this for her in class uh, used a really old essay prompt. So she was totally stuck and frustrated. And I, I tried to mollify her a little bit. I said, listen, um, you know, it's a, it's a decent draft. Uh, I'm sure you could use parts of this to address an actual prompt. You can probably repurpose it. But um, this, this is really not going to work when you actually apply to college. So that made them probably a little more stressed out. And they went home to you know, kind of think about um, uh, you know, working with us. And then they disappeared. I never saw them again. 
So I don't think they're going to be less stressed out. I um, I feel badly because I think that they're sort of starring in their own little personal horror movie, just like when you um, when you see uh, you know a, a person um, approaching a deserted shed or garage or they're 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 going through um, you know an abandoned uh, warehouse or something because they hear some bump or some you know some sound or one of the people they were that was in their group has has disappeared, so they start walking toward them more. Uh, but everyone, know, everyone in the audience knows what's going to happen. They're about to, you know, get killed or you know, a knife in the back or something. That's the way I feel that um, things happen for a lot of families who go through this process without the proper thought and strategy, and uh, even you know when appropriate, working with someone who could guide them. And that's what we do at Lockwood College Prep. So I wanted to share those two examples, two, uh, two bumps in the night, things that go bump in the night for college planning purposes. I wanted to keep this quick, um, so please be very careful about the entire process. And if you want more information about us, you can shoot us an email at vip at lockwoodcollegeprep.com or you could uh, go to our website, lockwoodcollegeprep.com. Um, please share this podcast wherever you are picking it up. Um, and if you like these podcasts, it'd be awesome if you could give us a nice rating, a five-star glowing review on iTunes or wherever you're, uh, you're picking this up. So thanks a lot for listening and your support. And uh, let us know if you have any questions and have a great month. Hi, this is Andy Lockwood. Don't forget to visit our website, lockwoodcollegeprep.com for some more free, valuable information on how you can multiply your chances of admission to your dream colleges and qualify for thousands or tens of thousands of dollars of fat, juicy scholarships along the way. Visit LockwoodCollegePrep.com for information on our free upcoming workshops and webinars and to download a copy of our number one best-selling book, How to Pay Wholesale for College. That's LockwoodCollegePrep.com. Bye-bye.